Hello, and welcome back to the very late edition of this week's Very Good Podcast with Kara Berry. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, at this point in time, we all know what happened, so there's no point in me going through a straight recap, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about my feelings with the guys one by one and what happened, and, and then I have a few special announcements at the end. Um, so obviously we were all shocked by what happened, um, this season. I was actively trying to avoid spoilers. So, um, you know, I, I really tried to keep as pure to this, uh, process, if you will, um, as much as I could, but, uh, so yeah, I, I, I have to say that I was genuinely shocked by what happened, um. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just going to go with the guys one by one. Um, so we're going to start with Eric. Uh, he was a guy who got eliminated first. Um, I don't think anybody was shocked by that. I think Eric was the guy who had the most growth in terms of, um, him maturing over the season because in the early, you know, in the beginning of the season, he was really, um, to me, he came off as a guy who was really insecure, really not sure of where he stood with Rachel and, um, you know, just am- amongst the sea of other guys that were there. And so, yeah, I think that kind of made him act a certain way that didn't really do it for me. However, you know, every episode that happened after that, he, um, yeah, he grew and he matured and he became like a really nice guy. Unfortunately, I don't think that Rachel ever had feelings for him, you know, in the way that would have really taken her to want to, you know, accept his proposal. Um, with that being said, obviously he came out um, during the special in the live segment and he looked really good he's got his uh revenge beard as i've heard it being called which is a completely accurate statement um yeah i think eric is gonna do really well on the outside after this whole process is all over he is really good looking he you know he seemed like he was really ready for love and while i think his personality i don't know would be good for the bachelor I think this sort of thing, you know, maybe in another situation, this probably would have been uh, really good for him. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this kind of just occurred to me. Maybe he would make a good Bachelor next year. Oh, my my top picks for Bachelor next year, um, or next season, rather. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to go with Dean and then Kenny. I'm going to put Eric in there as the last last minute guy um I'll tell you I don't think it should be who's gonna be the next guy I'm talking about and that should be Peter (laughs) I I am upset with Peter like I'm upset with a guy that I just broke up with myself but in another way I get it I totally get their situation I 100% understand why somebody might not be ready to um you know, propose to somebody in, in an eight week process. And yeah, I, I could see how, you know, you would hold something like a proposal in a marriage very close to you and only want to do it once and, you know, really make sure that you're doing the right thing. But here's the thing. 
how do we ever know if it's really, really right? Um, you know, things can change and people change and I don't know. At what point do you take the risk? And at what point, I mean, we never know that we're safe, but maybe that's getting a little too deep. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, this episode, Peter is basically, it was just a, a repeat of the last few episodes. Um, just, it was just, you know, I think Rachel, I think it was obvious Rachel really wanted him to be the one to propose to her. And she gave him every opportunity that she could possibly have given him, you know, and their last conversations were so kind of real in that way that like, you know, sometimes people just really want to make something work, even though they know that it's probably not going to be the best fit, just in terms of like you compromising, you know, the things that you really need in a relationship and what you need in life. And so while I think that Rachel probably should have just let her guard down and given up this like whole proposal, you know, the need for her to be proposed to at the end of this, um, you know, I understand like she had just come from a, a relationship where she had invested a lot of time in somebody and, at the end of the road, they weren't able to, you know, get to that engagement. And I, yeah, I definitely see, like, it was definitely two people that were burned from past relationships, just not willing to compromise with, um, with the things that they wanted. Um, but that being said, I think she really had the most feelings for Peter and the strongest feelings for Peter. And, it seemed, I don't know, their um, their reunion during the live part was really awkward. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people were calling Peter manipulative over the course of this week. And to a certain extent, that is true, because he did tell her, like, if I'm not invested, <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm not invested in the situation and in you and in our relationship, then I'll leave. And he did stay. And in that in that, you know, in that situation, I do see how that could be manipulative. Um, however, I don't know. I think, I think as much as she was hoping that he would change his mind, she probably was too. Um, but now that I'm reading a little bit more about Peter and his ambitions, um, apparently his senior quote in his yearbook was uh, one of his goals was to be on the bachelor or to be the bachelor. So um, yeah, I I'm, I'm a little bit not sure what it is that Peter is angling for because Rachel was right. Like she said a couple times over the, the uh, reunion that, that she didn't think that this process was for, for Peter. And yeah, I, part of me wonders, like, just because I don't trust men, like, had Peter just been playing the game the whole time and he was playing it even more than we thought that Brian was and maybe his goal was to get, you know, to this very last step and then let her go in the hopes of being a bachelor for the next season. But the dumb thing was, like, his angle was totally wrong. Like, if you're 
if your whole thing is like, I don't think that I can propose to somebody in eight weeks, then it's not really going to make sense for you to be the bachelor <laughs> because you just admitted that like this whole process was not for you. And a couple times he, he even kind of slipped up and said um, in the reunion that like he didn't think that this process would be for him. And that like, you know, the, that over the course of the few weeks it did change his mind. And that makes me wonder like, okay, well, why did you did, why did you join? Like, was this just a, uh, you know, like a PR thing for you? And I, I can't judge him for that because for so many people on the show, I'm sure, you know, probably 80 people, 80% of people on the show, this is probably, you know, a stepping stone to get you in the spotlight and blah, blah, blah. So maybe what Peter should have said was like, honestly, I was using this to, uh, to, you know, put myself in the public eye for whatever reason he has. And I ended up really having feelings for you, but, um, you know, those feelings weren't strong enough for me to, you know, take it to the next level. And if I could, you know, maybe be the bachelor and, you know, do that whole thing next season, then that could be good for me. I don't know, but it did seem like, you know, when he and Rachel reunited, that he really did seem to have, like, he really seemed uncomfortable with the whole situation and seeing her. And I think, you know, seeing those scenes of them breaking up playback, I think was, uh, I think it was painful for both of them, but I, I think it seemed like more painful for, for Peter and, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was a very confusing thing. So now, as much as I, you know, was Team Peter this whole time, now I'm kind of on the fence, and I'm not really sure what it is that he was angling for. Um, but we're done with Peter, unfortunately. And we're going to move now to Brian. And, you know, I don't think... I don't know anybody who was like particularly team Brian at any point in this season. Um, so, you know, I think if, if you guys don't listen to call your girlfriend, um, uh, one of the hosts had like a really good assessment of (laughs) Brian and I can't remember exactly what she said, but basically it was like, Brian was clearly the second choice. Like even as we have Rachel and her terrible weave <laughs> in the wind. Um, you know, even as Brian is walking up those stairs to propose to her, she's still saying that this whole situation with Peter and the breakup with Peter that she had had the day before had left her, like, really confused. So, yeah, like I said, I think she was really, really hoping for Peter to change his mind. And then I think you know, the night before she just realized that like, okay, even if you do propose to me, like this is going to be something that you're doing for me and not for yourself or for our relationship. And, you know, I can't really be out here accepting proposals from guys who, you know, I'm having to beg to propose to me. Um, yeah, I have to wonder what Brian thought about, what she said, her scenes with Peter and yeah, like what she said after they broke up, um, you know, about her being on the fence. And and it was like 30 seconds later, he had 
drop down to one knee and propose and she act like she had no idea who Peter was even though just the scene before she was saying that she was totally conflicted by you know their situation um so yeah I have to wonder if Brian or Brian's mother um (laughs) felt some type of way about what she said leading up to the proposal because yeah I mean it very much seemed like a um a uh, a second choice and it seemed like the safe choice and um i was actually on this really great show called mood ring um you can find the archive of that on uh kpiss.fm and uh yeah we we talked about the 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 bachelorette reunion with uh the host emily morris hi emily and uh yeah uh what i said was that you know, Peter was a good on paper guy. I mean, I, I think it's hard to admit that because you see him on TV and you see him saying all the right things and it comes off as like very corny and disingenuous. Um, you know, and the New Yorker had a great article about like Peter kind of having no real history. Like, does he have friends? Like when we went to the hometowns, like he, you know, even Eric had a friend stop by and meet Rachel and, you know, uh, Peter invited a whole group of his friends by and we didn't really see Brian's real life. Excuse me. Watching a dog right now. (laughs) We didn't really see, uh, Brian's. Yeah. Like real life, what he does day to day. Like we saw him, you know, does he really spend his time in, you know, the neighborhoods of Miami playing chess with old men all day? Probably not. <laughs> you know, like, who are his friends? I really want to meet them. Like, we saw his family and his mother, and that was a questionable situation in and of itself. So, yeah, I would definitely, you know, and we even saw Dean. Dean had to expose his whole weird family dynamic for all of America to see. And, like, yeah, it it was just just very strange. Like, we, I don't think we've ever seen Brian be vulnerable, really open himself up in a real way that wasn't, like, something that you could have easily seen in, like, a scene in The Notebook. Like, the only time that I really saw him be real is that, that date that they had, uh, the night before the proposal where she was really conflicted about, um, Peter, but she had not broken up with Peter at this point. Um, yeah, you could tell that she was kind of detached and that was really the only time that you saw Brian really be like real. And you could see that he was like letting his guard down and be like, Hey, I can see that you're not really like invested in this and I'm picking up on it. And I want you to let, I, you know, I want to let you know that like, this is kind of awkward <laughs> and I'm not really sure why that was really the only time the whole season that Brian seemed to be like himself. And I appreciated him. Like at the very least, I appreciated him being able to call her out and be like, the vibe is off. Like, what's the deal? You know, I will give him one point for that. (laughs) Um, yeah. I mean, after that, we saw that they were very happy and, you know, holding hands and they admitted, and I, I, this is kind of, I, I'm glad that they talked about this because they, um, 
they were talking about their their relationship, like how they've been able to navigate their relationship in between the proposal and the actual taping of the show, because obviously they would have had to have hidden, um, you know, they couldn't hang out in public because people would have known. Um, so yeah, it was interesting to see like, you know, that I guess the filming ended in, uh, May. We're now in August and, uh, I think Brian admitted that they had only spent like a couple weeks together, a few weekends here and there. Um, they were just both really excited to like kind of put their relationship on dry land, so to speak. And, and uh, you know, just like really see, you know, where it was going to take it. And maybe, maybe to that end, maybe that's kind of where, kind of what Rachel was trying to say to Peter, like, our relationship isn't going to be the super normal thing after the proposal because we're not going to be able to see each other and really live our full lives for a few months. So there isn't a point in like, I don't know. I'm so conflicted about (laughs) this situation. I can't talk about it enough. Um, But yeah, um, Brian said that uh, Rachel had spoken to his mother a couple times and she was uh, you know, more excited about Rachel and their relationship. And Rachel said that, I don't, I don't, I didn't notice that people, uh, mentioned this too much, but Rachel mentioned that her family was still kind of like on the fence about her relationship with Brian specifically and the process of it moving so quickly. Like, I think that her family as well was also very much team Peter. And obviously we saw that like they weren't really feeling Brian. And she mentioned like the first time that she really knew that she was, you know, the things were in love. Things were for real with Brian was because, uh, you know, we didn't see it, but we did see that like when they went to hometowns that, uh, that she got a little bit sassy with her, her mom and her brother-in-law regarding their treatment of Brian. But yeah, what we didn't see was that she did say that Brian was her best friend and, uh, that was sort of like a confirmation to her that this was sort of the real thing between them. So that's interesting. And I'm kind of, I'm curious also what she said to her family about Peter and Eric. Um, uh, So yeah, you know, like I didn't see a lot of best friend behavior between herself and Brian, but you know, there are a lot of things that we don't see behind the scenes, I guess. Um, Do I think that they will get married? Yes. Do I think that it'll last? Maybe. Um, Like I told Emily, you know, I think that a lot of times women come to a point in their life where maybe you just meet Mr. You know, maybe Mr. Wright doesn't look like you thought he would. Maybe your, maybe your future doesn't look like you thought it would. Maybe you don't have this great romantic fairy tale end of the world love, but you find somebody who's, you know, ticks your boxes in, in a way that makes you feel comfortable. And, you know, maybe... Maybe he loves you a little bit more than you love him. Maybe you guys can have a nice life and have a nice family and have the kids and the house and 
all of that thing and maybe you're not head over heels in love but like you make it work and I think that's kind of where Rachel was and I think that Brian is sort of the epitome of the guy that you just kind of make it work with (laughs) and that's that's unfortunate but you know that's the truth um so yeah I mean that that's about it I um I think we have like one more episode where I don't know. Do we have another episode? Maybe we don't. <laughs> I guess I should have checked that before. I'm pretty much under the impression that there is one more episode, but maybe we're just going straight into Bachelor in Paradise, which I can tell you right now, I am not going to be reviewing. Um, what I am reviewing, however, if you have not heard, I have now just joined the Emotionally Broken Psychos Network with my co-host, Ryan Bailey, and we are reviewing... Uh, this season or series rather of uh, Life of Kylie Um, it's been really fun and I highly suggest you check it out the title of the podcast is Realizing Stuff with Kara and Ryan and you can find us on iTunes right now we've got two episodes up this week Um, also like I said you can check me out on this Thursday I did a great interview with uh, Emily Morris called Mood Ring um, oops, sorry. Um, I had technical difficulties, but yeah, I did the show called Mood Ring with Emily Morris, and like I said, you can check us out on uh, kpiss.fm. It has the uh, archived episode. I believe it's episode fifty-one. Uh, just you know, the the last episode that's available. Um, uh, yeah, we discussed the Bachelorette. We discussed my top ten uh, reality TV moments, and we did this section um, just about my general opinions on random things uh, in the world. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, in terms of what I am planning on doing with this podcast now that we're essentially over, um, I, I have a couple ideas. Uh, as of now, because I'm doing the other podcast, I think we're going to, um, I think I'm going to start doing every other week, um, until the, uh, the Kylie podcast is over and yeah, it's just going to be like a fun experiment to see like what it is that I really want to talk about. So I hope that you guys bear with me. Um, it's definitely going to be like reality TV and pop culture based. So, um, yeah, I'll just be, yeah, just over the next couple months, just be talking about anything random that happens in the world that I care to talk about. So I hope that you guys continue to join me. It should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right, well, you guys have a great weekend. I'll be back next week and we'll have some fun talking about anything else from The Bachelorette that I can find if they don't have another episode. Um Yeah, and we'll talk about more things in pop culture. Uh, Yeah, I guess I will see y'all next week and have a great weekend. Bye.